Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, we've got Coach Tiffany. Happy Taco Tuesday, friends. Wow, she's been saving that. She was like, she came fired up. She came fired up. And and Dr. Melanie, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I don't she don't have no no not today. Uh, today, guys, we're talking about uh, four signs. It's time to change up your workout program. This is a reality for. Uh, beginners, intermediates, advanced, pro athletes, it doesn't matter. Um, it really applies to everybody. And whether you're in pain or out of pain, this is kind of happening in the background at all times. And, and it really should be done regularly. Um, but I'll let uh, Tiffany, what? Uh, give me some. Give me a sign. It's time to change up the workout. Boredom. Boredom. Boredom is huge, right? So a huge part of sticking with a workout program is that we enjoy going to the gym to do it. Mm -hmm. So the minute that we're just like, you know what, I'm not feeling this leg day or I'm not feeling this back day, mm -hmm. that's a good sign that we probably need a change up in our workout program. And that time frame is different for so many people. For some people, it can be only three weeks and then they get bored. And for some people, they don't get bored until three or four months into it. So it's really client dependent and it's mm -hmm. athlete dependent. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that, uh, well, and we didn't even talk about a, a, what the time frames or anything else, so I don't, I don't want to give away uh, information, but uh, boredom happens to everybody. It is human nature, right, by default, right? I have a pair of Converse that not, I, they work. Like, I'm bored of those. I want the next one, right? <laughs> uh, but it's whether what you do with that. So in in fitness, that should be a regular thing and you will likely be bored with your current routine or unless you're working with somebody who's changing it up for you. And a lot of times it's pretty much the person that's on their own maybe or, or looking for a change of pace. Um, Dr. Melanie, what do you do for your uh, your workouts when you're when you're bored of them? Is this, this something that happens with you? Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if I've really experienced it recently, but I know like one of my best friends, she was in a rut. Like, like sometimes you just get in a rut and like, and she did CrossFit, right? So she did mm -hmm. CrossFit all the time and it was like she was either afraid to try mm -hmm. something else or she just thought she couldn't. Like there is no mm. rule book that says you can't go out and do like <laughs> yoga too or Pilates too or you can go and run you. on a treadmill. Like there are yeah. so many different things that you can do. You don't have to stick to one thing. If you are enjoying it, fine, stick with it. But like if you want to change it up, go for it. Yeah. And so she changed it up and she went to Pilates and she was like, oh my gosh, I love this. So now she does both. Yeah. <laughs> so there's never, there's not like a specific rule book that says you cannot go out and try something new. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. Uh, Tiffany, what do you got for number two? This one's my favorite. What do you got? No more gains. No. So <laughs> you have that, whether you're, you train yourself or you're working with a coach and you feel like you get to that point where you're like, I'm not progressing. Hmm. That is a huge sign, right? Because our bodies are so intelligent and they're highly adaptive. Mm -hmm. So if we're not changing a workout plan and giving our body a new stimulus, yep. not just adding weights to our bench press, but we need to stimulate our body, whether that's by doing a set of bench press and then going to do push-ups mm -hmm. to 
further stimulate that muscle group, whatever the case may be, once we stop making those muscular gains, weight loss gains, whatever your ultimate goal is, that's a huge sign that we need to give our body something new. Yeah. Gains. You need them. Gains with a Z. It, it is yeah, mandatory. Okay. Uh, everyone will hit a plateau, right? Everybody. And so uh, you're going to have to, to, yeah, right, change up that stimulus. So uh, I personally have gone from uh, Olympic lifting to CrossFit to uh, just general strength training to body weight. And it happens probably around every six weeks. I'm like, mm, let's try something different. And uh, I'm looking at the next thing. I'm trying to see, staying ahead of it is the big thing. How do I change this up so that my body's still adapting? So I agree. How do you know you're not making the gains? Like if, so for instance, like a, a lot of people will hit like if you don't get muscle growth or mm -hmm. you don't get weight loss. But like if I'm still able to like progress with my weight and like my back squat or mm -hmm. my curls or something, how do I know I'm not like gaining? Yeah, so. I think I think there's always... It, there's numbers and there's relative numbers. So yeah, you can mean maybe your first week of squatting, your first month of squatting, you got uh, you you gained like thirty pounds on your back squat, and then every subsequent week or month, you're like now I'm getting 10, 10 pounds incre increments, only five pounds and two months. That is improvement, mm -hmm. but that the relative improvement is also decreasing, okay. and so it's good every six weeks or three months, depending on the strength coach you talk to. Uh, you know, every six weeks or twelve weeks. To start looking at it, varying that up because we know their neurological system will also adapt to that, right? So the gains is you always want to stay ahead of that versus waiting till you ha don't have any more. So it could be time-based, but also you have to be consistent within that time-based too. And Tiffany, I'm sure you're, you're the master at this stuff, so um, you have more to say. But I, I think in general, you know, time-based time and then also looking at your relative improvements gotcha. can be something good too. All right, Tiffany, number three, what do you got for me? This one's a tricky one. So you're not sore or you're always sore. Ooh. There's two ends of the spectrum here. So we all know that real great workout soreness where we can't sit down the next day oh, or we it. try to laugh or sneeze and we think that our abdominal <laughs> muscles are going to just rip Where's apart. Right? <laughs> so a lot of people use soreness actually to indicate whether they had a good workout or not. Mm. And, and that's great because when we introduce a new stimulus mm -hmm. to our body, we're going to be sore even if we've done split squats before, when we introduce mm -hmm. them in a new way, we're going to be sore. We want to be able to recover from that soreness. So if you're to the point where you are always sore and you feel like you're not recovering, maybe your workout's too hard for you or it's too intense or the volume is too much for what you're trying to do at this point in yep. time. Yeah, so the always sore... It depends on what you do, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you talk to a CrossFitter, they're like, I love it. I want to be sore all the time. Um, and then you get somebody who is overtraining and is sore all the time. Those are a little different, right? So, And then you're not sore. That definitely, you, you've, you've done the same thing over and over and over again. So um, somewhere in that, that middle of that bell curve. But the you're always sore. It's just you uh, total body fatigue and soreness is not always a good thing. Right, so you wake up and you're just generally fatigued. That's what we mean by you're always sore or everything hurts. Uh, not just the region, right? Not just yeah. your abs or mm -hmm. your whole body. You just don't feel like yourself. That that's like overtraining. Mm -hmm. the, the, you're not so sore. Is just you're just maybe not challenging yourself, like Tiffany said. And so um, you kind of have to be in the middle of the the ballpark. Uh, Dr. Melanie, where do you sit 
in the spectrum of soreness. Hmm. <laughs> Silence. Oh. Silence. <laughs> I, uh, I think normally, like when I train, I'll be sore that that night or like the following day. But then, I like I know what I need to do to let my body recover. Like I don't like to work out five times in mm. a row. Mm. So if I'm sore the next day, um, I'll try to do either just like a general walk or maybe mm -hmm. like cardio. And yeah. then if I go back to strength training the next day, I train like a different area. I don't yep. do like total body workouts. So I don't have to, I don't want to wake up and feel like <laughs> I can't like work with clients today because my biceps are sore. <laughs> I'm not. Someone Those massive me, biceps. Yeah. I don't, you know, and if I have to like demonstrate a squat and I'm super sore for mm. it, I'm like, oh, God, this is really bad. <laughs> But overall, I, I like to think I stay in like a good, happy yeah. medium. And yeah. like I know what my body needs to recover. Fingers crossed. Understood. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to number four. Last Tiffany, point got? here. It's too easy or you're not as exhausted. So I think this kind of ties into the question that Dr. Melanie asked in the beginning on about gains. Mm. So... If it's getting too easy, right? So if we can do that set of back squats or that set of deadlifts with the weight that we're comfortable with, and maybe it's not as hard as it was a week ago, which is great, but if we're still progressing weights and it's feeling easier, you're not feeling as exhausted after your workout, then that's a sign that maybe we need to do something more challenging. Um, you know, heart rate, if you track your heart rate, you can look at that. To determine whether things are too easy, um, you're not as exhausted, you can use your rest time. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you don't really need a minute rest anymore, that you're good to go after 30 seconds, yep. I think you're getting a little too comfortable with your workout plan. Yeah, and I guess that kind of goes with the soreness and not so sore, right? Like mm -hmm. you kind of go and uh, they're similar, right? They're, they're um, associated. So, um, But I would agree with you. The heart rate is fascinating and not everybody might be aware of this, but... Um, Dive into just a little general idea of like why heart rate is important. Like, what do you look for? Is it because you have a too high of a resting heart rate, low, or is it is it a big jump? What do you? What are some indicators that you look for? Um, I like to track it from the beginning with a client if that's what we're going to go by. So mm -hmm. the very first time we work out, we do that set of back squats. Once we get done with one set of ten, for example, mm -hmm. what's the heart rate? Mm. Um, and then we look at how long does it take for us to get down to a normal heart rate where they mm -hmm. can maybe have a conversation again yep. or at the 60 seconds of our rest, what's her heart rate at before we start again. Mm -hmm. And we can use that to track along. So it's going to give us an indicator that we're building fitness and yes. we're building strength, which is great. But once we get to a point where we can't really spike that heart rate during yep. the lift yep. or it's like recovering quickly or we don't even need to recover before we could just jump right into the next set. And that's kind of, we need to do something a little more challenging. No, I agree. Um, I don't look at hurry so much um, when like weight training, but for sure like endurance or cardio or intervals, right? Like that really helps. You know, I had a client that asked me the other day, <clears throat> um, there's a tri they're a triathlete, they do sprint Olympic distance and uh, they were looking to add intervals into their training. And I think intervals for triathletes are, are amazing. That's a different podcast. But I, I think that, um, you know, he asked, when, what should I be, what can I do to work on my intervals? And we talked about adding some, maybe some 400s or just mid-distance, real nice and easy, and looking at maintaining a consistent time and watching heart rate come down. Mm -hmm. That's what we looked at. So after, you know, these repeats, we give them two minutes what did his heart rate come down to? 
it should come down to not necessarily baseline, but at that intensity, something that is, like you said, conversational, and he can, can he sustain that for five reps? Uh, and that's tough. You know, you run a 400-800 with a two-minute rest period. Can you maintain the same heart rate, very, very similar heart rate, and times? That's very, very tough. And that, that's a good way to look at um, how easy are things getting, not just perceived effort, but looking at your recovery time, mm-hmm. too. So I, I think that's a really good point. Your heart uh, rate's fast. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a, like a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. But heart rate in itself is fascinating. Um, just a quick example. I've used that with clients versus giving them a set rest time. Mm. We've given them the amount of rest they needed to bring their heart rate down to a, a set number that we determined beforehand. Sure. And I think that's almost a great way because some people, if they're maybe a little more deconditioned, they might need more than that 60 seconds rest or 100%. more than a 90 second rest. Or yep. on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you don't need 60 seconds. Maybe you're good to go after 30 seconds. Yep. So using heart rates are really great indicator. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And and we're saying not easier, not too exhausted. But it, so this is one way to measure that. I mean, also the perceived effort. Mm-hmm. Um, we call that RPE. So it is nothing fancy. Just if you think of 100% is max out uh, effort and five, uh, five out of 10 is 50%. You know, on a scale of 10, what is your rate of perceived exertion? And we know that around seven to eight is a threshold where we start to develop a lot of lactic acid and you won't be able to, to be in that threshold for long. So you have to see what if that same workout is a seven out of 10 or maybe you're overtraining and the next week the exact same workout is a nine out of 10 it's the same workout. What changed? Maybe the recovery was off or whatever it may be. So being able to identify why things are too easy or not enough. Um, is it your programming? Is it working with somebody? Is it not working with somebody getting these questions answered? Whatever it may be. Or changing up your workout because it's been the same thing you've been doing for three months. Or three years. Like Dr. Melanie with those same 3 by 15 uh, bicep, bicep curls. curls. curls 50, girls. 50 pounds. <laughs> Three times a week, and it's working. Yeah, I see the pump. Yeah, it makes grocery like carrying groceries a lot easier. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> One trip out of the car and out. Uh, so there you have it, guys. Four signs it's time to change your workout. This is a great topic um, brought to you by Coach Tiffany. Um, these are the same questions that we get in the office all the time. And uh, for those of you who are considering working with somebody. Um, or think it's the right fit for you, I think a lot of times it, it's you have to ask yourself, um, have you, just look at the last three months, have you consistently been able to hold yourself accountable, um, challenge yourself, right, and um, look deeper into these the reasons why your workouts aren't the same anymore. And for some, they just need the support. Um, for others, it's uh, I just need the information. Um, regardless of the fact these podcasts are, are meant to help you um, with one or the other. And if it's accountability, then you need to, to see somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that people sometimes feel like, well, I don't need anybody. Actually, it's very, very helpful. Maybe you just a check-in, right? Just get this information and uh, move on to the next thing or get remote programming or whatever it may be. So um, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. And from everybody here at Sports Performance, we will see you next time. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp.com.
at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.